0: Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome in to Best on the Board presented by BetMGM here at The Athletic. Michael Beller and Casey Joyner here with you today on this Friday. Uh, Just about, what, Casey, 30 hours or so before (laughs) the start of the divisional round as you and I are sitting down and recording this episode or filming it live for those of you joining us on YouTube. Thank you so much, Casey. This is going to be, I think, an awesome weekend of football. I talked about it on yesterday's show last weekend a little bit of a letdown as far as playoff football goes felt maybe a little bit more like a regular season week with some of the blowouts that we saw this weekend I think it's more than going to make up for it with these uh for with these matchups that we have ahead of us on Saturday and Sunday those number seven seeds I mean obviously they put
1: it in there for money but I mean I I just mm-hmm. like that's you know I mean it's Philadelphia, congrats for getting there, but I mean you didn't yeah. belong. I mean, the Patriots, I okay, fine. What happened there? Okay, I, but they were a playoff team; they deserved to be there. But I mean, it's mm-hmm. just like that those seven seeds. The NFL to never expand to eight. Why? I mean, all it does is just dilute that weekend. I just, yeah, uh, yeah I, I think they need to get, go back to six teams.
0: Yeah, never gonna happen. Uh, no, we, we know that. never, <laughs> never, never, never. You don't put the toothpaste back in the uh, playoff revenue tube. That no. is absolutely for sure. But I'm totally with you. We're just going to have to live with it uh, going forward. Obviously, anyone uh, who just cares about the com- competition and the competitive integrity would say that the Buccaneers and the uh, what the the Chiefs deserved a bye more than the Steelers and Eagles deserve to be playoff teams. And that yes. it's really it's really as simple as that. And let's just look back at the history of seven seeds in the uh, NFL playoffs thus far. We have the this year's Steelers, uh, this year's Eagles, uh, last year's Bears. (laughs) uh, The 2-7 game in the AFC last year was fun with the Bills and the Colts, but that's going to be more the exception than the rule.
1: Yeah, it is. And I just don't understand that uh, you know they're going to switch to eight eventually. Or you're going to get to to that because they want it even. And and then nobody's playing for home field. Yeah. No buys, no home field. And, I mean, you're playing for a home field, but you're just playing for okay. Now you get a favorable matchup. Like that's mm-hmm. just uh, there's so much motivation for teams to do that. And and Madden basically said this over the years that the more you make a game worth something, that there's yeah. something to play for. You know, he he wanted you mm-hmm. to play for something no matter what. But if you play for something, you keep stacking it up. The more there's play for, the better it is. And if you get rid of home field advantage, where you get a buy or you get, I would say, you get rid of buys. That's mm-hmm. That's not, a, I don't think it's going to make, it's going to make week 17. Uh, Teams aren't going to care. Teams yeah. aren't going
0: to care about home field advantage to like, yeah. where, where I'm the one seed versus the two seed, like whatever. It's it, yeah. not going to matter until I'm in my conference championship game. And either way, I'm pretty yeah. happy and I know I'm playing a good team. It barely matters where the game is.
1: Yeah, and imagine what that'll do to fantasy football too, because you know that there's going to be teams starting to take a break in week 17, and then
0: <laughs> there you yeah. go. So there you go. Uh, well, let's get into it, Casey. Let's get into it. You and I are going to focus on the Sunday games. Yesterday, me, Zach Jackson, Andrew Dewitt focused on on the Saturday games, So you and I will take a deeper look at the Sunday games. We'll throw in a little bit of Saturday also to be sure, but we're going to focus on those two big Saturday games and or Sunday games. And oh man, Casey, what right. a Sunday we have ahead of us, Bucks. Rams, Chiefs, Bills. Let's start with that NFC game. Buccaneers hosting the Rams. Right now on BetMGM, the Buccaneers are three-point favorites. But if you're watching this on YouTube, you see on the screen, if you're going to bet minus three, you're getting plus 100 on that. You're getting minus 120 if you're taking the Rams plus three. So wouldn't be surprised to see this ultimately come down to two and a half and minus 110 on both sides by time this game actually kicks off on Sunday. 48 and a half the total on this one. I I don't know what I like. I've been thinking about this all week. I still don't know what to make of this game, KC. It's going to be a stay away for me. I I just the way these two teams are going, the way that we've seen uh, some offensive line injuries for both of these teams. Like Tristan Wirfs back at practice today. That's great news for the Buccaneers, but. Man, oh man, I'm just, I'm not exactly sure personally what to make of this one. Where are you sitting as you look at this matchup? I'm probably sitting more towards the Rams. I mean, I keep looking at, uh, they, you know, they've won all the, they won five of the
1: last six games. And I mean, they beat in mm-hmm. Arizona twice. And I know Arizona's had some struggles late in the year, but still a quality win. They beat Seattle, who's playing better. They beat Minnesota, who is a, a talent, you know, who has a lot Fringy of Fringy
0: playoff team, yeah.
1: Yeah, fringy playoff, right? Baltimore and yeah, uh, again, fringy playoff team. They beat San Francisco. I mean, that that that's set some quality wins there. Uh, and they're also on an eight-game streak of at least one takeaway. They've got three straight games of two takeaways. I mean, I, I like that. And I don't think the Tampa's ground game has been what they wanted to be or what they needed to be. Arian says we need to be able to run the ball during the playoffs. Yeah, they build their offense around mm-hmm. around running plays and and how to run uh, different plays off of those plays. So. I just keep looking at the at the Buccaneers passing game and seeing that I, I know that's Brady. I know they can still do a lot of things and they can scheme you and they could do a number of things that mm-hmm. way, but you got a pretty talented secondary on the other side. And I just think that it's gonna be tough for Tampa Bay to get in the kind of shootout that they need to get into. And if they do, their defense isn't playing at the level that it used to play at before. So I think it is a high scoring game, probably. And I think the Rams are probably gonna win because I think they're just better suited for a shootout because they just have more talent on, on both sides of the ball.
0: We're going to see a a lot of the coaching uh, come to fruition this week and this weekend in this game in terms of what these teams did during the week because of all the changes that we've seen for both of these teams. Uh, The Buccaneers, we know everything that they're not playing with on offense. Wirfs is going to be back. That's very good news for them on the Rams side of things. We know the things that they have lost offensively and Andrew Whitworth probably not going to be playing for the Rams in this game. And so that's going to be something where they have to really change maybe their protections or, or what the lineup looks like up front in front of Matthew Stafford, it's an interesting one. I actually, if I was like, so I lean Rams I, with you, I'm with you on that. I lean Rams on the line, but I'm, I'm not playing it. I'm, I'm just saying it right now. I'm not playing it. If I was going to play anything straight, if I was going to play any non props in this game, I actually think I would go away from what you just said and play the under. Really? Um, yeah. I just, uh, you know, the way that these teams can both create havoc on the quarterbacks, we know that these are two quarterbacks. Who are not going to escape pressure if pressure is brought. That's just right. Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, these guys <laughs> have a lot of good things going for them. Tom Brady has the most good things going for him of any professional athlete ever, maybe, but these are not guys who escape <laughs> pressure. These are not, that's just not at all the case for either of these guys. And these are two defensive lines that can bring pressure without blitzing. These are two teams that can blitz and get extra pressure. These are offensive lines that are dealing with some injuries. I could just see th- this game starting out very slowly. Maybe like a first half under more than a total game under just because, uh, I mean, my Eagles, uh, my Eagles Buccaneers under best bet, which was just <laughs> cruising all game yeah, <laughs> and then gets blown up because the Buccaneers don't care anymore in the fourth quarter. They've got this game wrapped up and still – Still was going to be a winner if the if the eagles aren't in what the hell let's go for two mode on that last touchdown. So like so, I guess the full game over could scare me a little bit, but maybe first half under is is actually as I'm thinking through it, my favorite you know total or side play of this game. I think that. With the way these teams can get, pre- and like you know, if you're either of these defenses, you know, like you can't let Matthew Stafford be comfortable in the pocket. You can't yeah. let Tom Brady be comfortable in the pocket. We've talked about this for years now. That's how that when we've seen teams give this Buccaneers team trouble over the last two seasons, it's been by getting pressure straight up the middle. We, that's why the Saints have been so good against this uh, this version of the Buccaneers. That's why the I mean, think about one of their losses last year was against the Chicago Bears, the team that was very bad last season, even though they squeaked into the playoffs. The Bears just got a ton of pressure right in time brady's face in that game and so i think the rams are able to do that as well that's why i think under is the way to go i just don't want to trust either team with the way that they've been going recently
1: agreed uh and and, and up the gut pressure i mean they go who, who you know, each defense yeah. they've got the players to bring up the gut pressure <laughs> i'll say the wild card in this and every reason i want to pick the rams cam Akers, mm-hmm. and how good he looked last he week looked he looked awesome like like he was hurt yeah. in August, really? He was uh-huh. hurt? No way! Yeah, there's no way he was. Yeah. He he just looked. I mean, you could see why he was why everybody coming into the season thought. Mm-hmm. What Daryl Henderson did add, you know, right. add another few hundred yards to yeah. it. If you get a full, add like a acres. third,
0: like a third of Daryl yeah. Henderson's production. <laughs> early early fantasy drafters had to have felt such vindication. Uh, yes, people who were targeting Cam Akers late first round in their fantasy drafts in July had to just be feel ah. I would have been a champion if it <laughs> exactly. didn't happen. Because man, man, he looked great in that yeah. game, and he is definitely. I mean, it adds a different element to the Rams' offense. And it's not just like Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle deserve a ton of credit for what they've done. They have kept that run game relevant really all season. But Cam Akers is just a different player. Cam Akers is a great argument. Cam Akers versus Daryl Henderson and uh, and Sony Michelle is a great argument for why running backs actually do still matter. Yeah. Because right, like like yeah, I, I would agree with the running backs don't matter people in that it doesn't matter if Daryl Henderson or Sonny Michelle is your running back. I would agree with them there. But when sure. you have a Cam Akers who adds such an explosive element, who is a dangerous pass catcher, who can turn what should be a five-yard gain into a 50-yard gain or a 20-yard gain into a 75-yard touchdown. Like those are the guys who are difference makers. Great players still matter regardless of what position they play. Cam Akers looks like one of those guys. So I think that that is maybe an element that isn't quite being baked into what this Rams offense is right now. Cam Akers. But again, like, is there a more negative EV play than fading Tom Brady in the playoffs? (laughs) For 20 years now, for 20 years, Casey, I'm 37 years old. And it's like, this guy has been for my entire like post adolescence and my adult life. Tom Brady's just been this dude who is awesome in the playoffs every single year. And so, that's another reason why I'm just, I'm just, I don't want to bet a side. I'll take the under. I'm not betting the side in this one. That's how we're going to live uh, with this Buccaneers Rams yeah. game. Let's cap it off. AFC, the nightcap, Chiefs and Bills. And whoo, what a matchup this is going to be for my money. I think for a lot of people's money, KC. No offense, Titans. No offense, Bengals. Here's your AFC championship game. <laughs> Winner of this game is going to be playing, I think, in the Super Bowl. And actually, I saw some look ahead lines this morning really? uh, for uh, both Titans, Chiefs, and Titans, Bills. Chiefs, minus four and a half. Bills, minus three and a half. Those games are obviously played in Tennessee. So, I, I mean, odds makers are already writing it off as though this is the AFC championship game. It has been living in this one and a half, two and a half range all week long. Chiefs now one-and-a-half point favorites, 53-and-a-half as a total, which is actually a point lower than what we've seen for most of the week. It opened at 54-and-a-half, and and it lived at that 54-and-a-half number for five days, but uh, it's come down to 53-and-a-half here. I do think this one lives up to the expectations, not just being a good, close, competitive game, but I I think this is like 38-35. I I do think that you have to get (laughs) to that point in this one. I just – you know, both teams have things they can do on defense, but this is going to be as, I think, pure script – quarterback play game that we see all weekend so if you saw this game going if it is okay
1: 27 24 anything if you think about that for these two off it's like it's not very high scoring for these mm-hmm. two like you would you would think that would be the lower end of where they would be i would think yeah. it, it, if they if they played anywhere near their talent level they'd say 27 well, 20 that's already 51 so I'm, I'm totally with you on the over that's like i i can easily see 27 24 Okay, now you only have to get another few. goal on top of that, and 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 I easily I, to see let's say that one of these teams won't get to thirty. I I find that hard to believe. I mean, Buffalo's 100%. scored twenty seven points in five straight games. See, you know, I mean they 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 both now Buffalo's allowed seventeen or fewer points forward their last five and you know we know the dig against the Patriots offense. some mm-hmm. Patriots are very limited and Kansas City they've had some uh they've had some issues but they scored 28 or more points in six straight games too so I mean if they play either where they've been that's 55 already so I I like these teams definitely to hit the over I would probably take if you go into games where or teams either have, where the uh, team has a shootout or a near shootout a shootout is where both teams score 24 more points a near shootout is where one team scores 24 or more and the other team scores at least 20 or more you go to those sorts of games Andy Reid <clears throat> the Buffalo is one and one in those types of games since week eight and the Chiefs are three in one of those types of games I just think the Chiefs are better suited to win that type of contest than Buffalo Buffalo doesn't want it to get to a shootout they like to mm. score big but they they really are they don't want to get into shootout mode I think the Chiefs are, are more comfortable in shootout mode this year than they've been in past years so I'll take I would take the Chiefs and I would take the over on this
0: I think both these teams are pretty comfortable playing that style of game. I think maybe the Bills just haven't had the right opponents to play that style of game yep. in the second half of the season. Uh, obviously, these teams played back in week five. It was a 38-20 Bills victory in Kansas City, a very comfortable victory for the Bills. That was pretty much the low point of the Chiefs season. That was yeah. in that little run of games where they were still sort of figuring things out for this 2021-22 20, season season. And they've definitely figured it out since then. So I yeah. wouldn't read I wouldn't read too much into that matchup in terms of it being a template for what we're going to see between these two teams on Sunday. I think it's hard to get a read on – I think for every other game this weekend, we can say – we can look at a lot of matchups and say, you know, if this thing goes right for the Titans, they're going to win. If this thing goes right for the Bengals, they're going to win. If this goes right for the Packers, it goes right for the 49ers, and so on and so on. Yeah. I think this is really the one game this week that – it's hard to get there because these are two teams that have had so, so, so much continuity over the last few seasons, have been uh, among the three best teams in the NFL for these last few seasons, know each other very well, have played each other a lot over yeah. these last three seasons, both because of their playoff matchups and because of the fact that they're winning their division and they're matching up in the regular season as well. So these two, like among the teams that are, that don't share a division with each other, Chiefs and Bills know each other as well as any two non-divisional opponents. So I, I just like, it's hard to say, It's hard. I think it's hard to zero in on one aspect or two aspects of this game and say, if this goes right, Team X is going to win. This just comes down to two awesome teams and one being a little bit better than the other in the right moment. And I'll, I'm going to take the Bills. I, I, I like the point and a half. You rarely see a game decided by one point. I do like getting that point and a half here. And I just think that when both of these teams put together their A-plus game, The Bills are a little bit better. I think what they do defensively is a little bit more bankable than what Kansas City does defensively, and so that's why I lean ever so slightly in the Bills' direction. I got to ride with this too, right, KC? I mean, last week you and I were talking about our favorite futures, and I said, I'm going to throw a little bit of money on Packers over Bills. I'm going to throw a little bit of money on Bills over Packers as a Super Bowl matchup. And if that ends up happening, then I don't even care what happens in the Super Bowl. I'll just be uh, counting the money a little bit more if the Bills win. But who cares? Let's just uh, let's go ahead and lock that in as a Super Bowl matchup. And so I'm not going to go away from it now. Certainly not after what we saw uh, the Bills do to the Patriots. Absolutely dismantling them last weekend. Before we wrap things up here, Casey, really quick, 30 seconds or less. Maybe give us 45 seconds. Your favorite play for Saturday's games.
1: <clears throat> they were playing for Saturday's game it has to be Cincinnati over Tennessee I think that Tennessee is going to benefit from getting Henry back but I mean I just their defense has not played as well and I see Burrow and Chase and all those other players in that Bengals offense I just see the Bengals being able to get a kind of pace game that Tennessee <clears throat> even when Henry's playing well wouldn't match up with them mm-hmm. with Henry maybe having some injury rust won't, won't be in that level so I've got Cincinnati in this one.
0: Yeah, we're on the same page in that game. I also like the Bengals talked about it quite a bit on Thursday's show, so I'll leave that there, and I will talk about my favorite play on Saturday, the ultimate don't-overthink-it play of the season. (laughs) Green Bay Packers minus 5.5 against the 49ers, another rematch of a regular season matchup for the Packers. Let the 49ers hang around and ultimately needed a a great game-ending drive from Aaron Rodgers to pull out a win in that game. Don't think they need that in this one everything's lined up, I think, for the Packers uh, to win this game relatively comfortably. The better team, I think that uh, you know the 49ers obviously do have what it takes offensively to take advantage of Green Bay's biggest weakness, the run defense. But I just don't see them being able to stick with Aaron Rodgers and stick with what Green Bay's offense is going to be able to do. I don't think Green Bay runs away with this one early. I don't think we're looking at another blowout early. But I ultimately think that as the possessions stack up, you know, Green Bay is going to be able to score one time for every two-thirds of the times that the 49ers are able to score. And ultimately, that just puts enough distance between them as the game goes on. We're looking at something like 28-17 Packers. Uh, and so I do like the Packers uh, to cover that spread move on to the NFC Championship game for the third straight season. KC, it is going to be a hell of a football weekend. Very <laughs> excited for things to kick off tomorrow. That's KC Joyner here with us on Best on the Board. KC, good luck to you this weekend. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, College Hoops, we've got a great weekend ahead of us, and the number one Chiefs fan on the athletics, College Hoops staff, C.J. Moore, joins us and looks like he's not happy with my uh, AFC Divisional Round Bills Chiefs pick. What's up, C.J.? You're five minutes late. <laughs> Tune
2: in. You're talking bad about my Chiefs. What
0: the hell, bro? <laughs> You're doing all right. You've got a Super Bowl in your back pocket. You've got another Super Bowl appearance. If they lose this weekend to the Bills, it's you know not the end of the world.
2: A little word, little word. But uh, I bet, yeah. I feel a little bit better now that you're on the the wrong side. So,
0: oh yeah, we'll be good. Yeah, give you a little bit of uh confidence there. You've been
2: there ahead before.
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to be an awesome game. I'm very excited about that. It's going to be a super fun game, and it's it, I like being you know neutral in it because I don't have to worry about you know I don't, I don't have any emotions tied up in it. And, you know, so it's, it's going to be maybe I've the game of the week.
2: for the both of us.
0: Yeah, there you go, there you go. Well, hey. I've got a lot of, I've got enough emotions in uh, the first game that you and I are going to talk about as we turn our attention to the college hoop slate for this weekend. We get started on Friday night. You know, I feel like we all should be saying thank God for the Big Ten just like every day just because it's just, you know, probably the best basketball plus football conference that we have. Some conferences can do one. Let's, Let's stick to college basketball. Some conferences can do one, CJ. This conference can do both. And over the last few years, they've been doing the basketball thing on Friday nights, giving us some college hoops to watch on Friday. And we get a great matchup. To kick off what we're talking about here on Best on the Board, Wisconsin and Michigan State uh, playing in Madison on Friday night. The Badgers on an extremely hot run, maybe the hottest team in college basketball right now. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Spartans. 139 and a half is the total that we have to look at here. Maybe no Tyler Wall for the Badgers, and that would be obviously a huge loss with the way that he's been going. Uh, we'll get information on that later as the game draws near. But we're looking at this right now. Three-and-a-half is the spread. Badgers, Spartans, what do you look at in this matchup?
2: I mean, I, I think I just have to say screw Wisconsin and go smart <laughs> there, right?
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs> Making it personal, just like that. Unbelievable.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. This, this is a tough one. Uh, two of the – I think I think I am not betting aside necessarily, especially not knowing Tyler yeah. Wall's status. Mm-hmm. That's That makes me a little worried. Two of the best three defenses in the Big Ten play so far on a per-possession basis – uh, neither team likes to play bat fast so uh maybe lean the under here um yeah, but yeah i i think Tyler walls you know probably wisconsin's second, fa- second oh, favorite second second best player so uh yeah i i I'd, I'd be a little i it almost feels like maybe this is like wisconsin's been on such a run eventually mm-hmm. the Badgers are going to lose a game right and i, I think yeah. michigan state coming back from a loss against northwestern probably a little hungry um but the fact that it's in the Kohl Center, I'm a little weary that Michigan State, but, but I, I think I like the under.
0: Yeah, that's probably where I would lean on this one as well. And you know, maybe it'll come down also if Tyler Walt doesn't play, dealing with an ankle injury suffered again in that win that the Badgers had over Northwestern on Tuesday. Wouldn't be surprised to see them take it easy with him too. Um, they're off to such a great start in the Big oh, Ten. We're sure. still very early in the season. Ankle injuries uh, always a little bit dicey. So, uh, like, I think he he would have to be. No question about it 100 for the Badgers to roll him out there uh, against Michigan State tonight. So, I, I agree with you. I think you want to see you, before you make a play, either way, whether you like the Badgers or you like Michigan State, I think you want to wait and see what the deal is with Tyler Wall before you go ahead and fire it. Um, if it ends, if Wall ends up playing, I do lean toward the Badgers a little bit, but I'm with you on the fact that this, uh, this spreads just uh, with the way these two teams are going, it's not really something that jumps out at me in either direction. The the total is something that I I could get on board with. And the total is something that I would maybe bet now we're about eight hours away from tip off of this game. And that's something that I would maybe want to get on before uh, the wall news comes to light, because if he is out, I couldn't, I wouldn't be surprised to see this drop down, point point and a half or so and so you could maybe get a little bit of leverage if you play that right now he's done so much for the badgers this year uh, offensively he's really been a key player and obviously all the attention for wisconsin goes to johnny davis rightfully so but tyler wall's been right there with him in terms of um, creation in terms of point creation for the badgers obviously not quite right there with him but a guy who's been really important uh, to this badgers offense and something that could really end up uh, hamstringing the Badgers and slowing the game down even further if he's unable to go. So that's what we're looking at with this game. Badgers and the Spartans should be a good one to kick off our College Hoops weekend on Friday night. Three games that I want to talk about with you over the weekend. So we don't yet have lines for these. We'll be leaning on the Ken Palm lines for them. We got a couple of games in the SEC on Saturday that should draw plenty of attention. Let's start with Auburn and Kentucky. Ken Palm's got this as Auburn, a three-point favorite, 151, A total score wouldn't necessarily think it gets to that quite high of a total when it's actually posted, but still should be the best game of the day on Saturday. What are you looking at here with these two teams going head to head?
2: Well, you, you you pick against my Chiefs, and you don't even pit my Johnny Davis story.
0: <laughs>
2: I this Come on. Um, I'm,
0: killing this, us.
2: I'm killing you, CJ. Yeah, check out CJ. Yeah. CJ's
0: got a great – I think I talked about this last week. CJ's got a I great mean, film room about breakdown about of Johnny Davis. It's an awesome yeah. story. Go check it out. Subscribe to The Athletic if you don't yet. Subscribe so you can see the story and read the story. A great breakdown of the guy who is right now the National Player of the Year favorite now go kentucky and all right that, that's better,
2: that's better. <laughs> this one is tough you know I, i'm a believer in both of these teams um i think i'm gonna lean Auburn because it's at home um i think it's actually av- advantageous for the tigers the fact that they didn't get uh to number one this week um shout shots to my guy jesse newell who uh <laughs> prevented that from happening big big uh topic in college basketball world, uh-huh. this week. but. Um, I actually think that might, you know, mentally, sometimes I think when you get to number one that first week, when you're like, who's mm. never been there?
0: Yep. Purdue you're earlier this year. For a letdown,
2: right? Yeah. But Purdue earlier this year. They're still trying to, um, you know, they still feel like they've got a chip on their shoulder, yada, yada, yada. Um, and, you know, they can just focus on still something to chase. And um, I think these teams are pretty close, um, but I'm, I'm going to lean. Auburn, Kentucky is two and two on the road this year and just barely beat AM the other night. Um, so I think I lean Auburn here and and it's not enough of a, of a line to, mm-hmm. you know, say, oh, Kentucky cover and lose. Right. Um, so I, I think I'd, I'd lean the Tigers.
0: One of my favorite questions, and I'm going to ask it to you here. If you're wrong, if you end up being wrong, if I came back from the future, you know, 29 hours from now and said, guess what, CJ? You were wrong. Kentucky won that game. What would you have thought would have gone in Kentucky's fashion for them to go ahead and go into Auburn and win this one?
2: Uh, I think Ty Ty Washington will be awesome. And uh, Kellen Grady would, uh, you know, hit some threes. Would I'd say, um, you know, Kellen hits like five threes and Ty Ty Washington Mm -hmm. is just the best player on the floor.
0: All right, that should be a, a really fun game to kick things off on Saturday before you tune in to Bengals and Titans. Uh, I think they're maybe even on the same network. I think that's uh, maybe a back-to-backer. Uh, you go from Kentucky-Auburn right into Titans, and Bengals should be a pretty fun way to start your Saturday. We've also got Tennessee and LSU. Ken Palm Line puts this as Tennessee minus 2, 128 on the total. What are you looking at in sizing up these two teams? Uh, should be a fun one also uh, with these, uh, these four big SEC giants getting yeah. together this weekend.
2: Yeah, I, I think you you would feel better betting this game if you knew the status of um Xavier Penson and mm-hmm. uh it doesn't appear um that we know that yet. Yeah. Um LSU's offense is 12 points per hundred possessions better with Pinson on the floor according to hoop lens. Um I would lean Tennessee, um, but until you know his status, you know, maybe a little hesitant. But um you know the last time Tennessee lost a home game? Uh
0: I do not. What is it?
2: Almost been a year, January thirtieth of last year. Undefeated wow. at home this year. Um, you know, t- Tennessee has struggled to score at times this year, but both both these defenses are really good. Um, but yeah, with 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 pinson either being maybe coming back or not playing, um, I think I lean Tennessee. You know, if, if if you got a healthy Pinson, maybe I think differently. But uh, I think I lean Tennessee here.
0: All right, C.J., K- or K- CJ. one more oh, game. Well, hey, you guys have the you have yeah. the initials, and I've just got KC on your mind. You know, you're you're the Chiefs, man. KC just, is a good name. I look at you and I think KC, I think Kansas City. So there you go. CJ, one more game. Xavier and Marquette. This game is on Sunday. Marquette. Uh, really been one of the uh, surprises of the last couple of weeks here. Five straight wins earlier this week, knocking off Villanova in Philly. A great win. One of the real signature wins that any team has put up on the board this season. Capping off their five straight wins so far before that and knock off Seton Hall. So uh, turning around an 0-3 start in Big East play to get to 5-3. It does feel like Shaka Smart has some Shaka Smart things happening for this Marquette Golden Eagles team. On the other side is Xavier team that has been very good all season long. Ken Palm is pegging this as a one point game uh, in Milwaukee with a 149 spread. Xavier favored by one on the road here. What jumps out of you about this matchup?
2: Shock has also got to be puffing his chest Texas is lousy, right? So, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Shock is just walking around,
0: <laughs> real, walking really. around the ice cold streets of Milwaukee, feeling good about himself. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I, uh, you know, Mar- Marquette's like he, you broke it down. They're one of the hottest teams in the country right now. Like uh, on, on a on a real run here. Um, Xavier hasn't lost a Big East game against anyone other than Villanova. Mm-hmm. So I, I I do think these are two of the better Big East teams. Um, but I, I think this is a coin flip. I don't know how you feel. Um, obviously, yeah. the line kind of tells you that. Um, and I'm, I'm just going to stick to picking home teams. It's, it's, it's almost like home, home court advantage probably means mm-hmm. something in college basketball, right? <laughs> so I, I think that environment is going to be pretty wild on a Saturday. Uh, with Mark. I mean, Marquette fans – that's a really, really passionate fan base. Yep. Um, I think if you give them something to be excited about, man, that, that they're, they're going to rock. So um, I, I like Marquette. Uh, I, think, I think this will probably be a pretty low-scoring game. Um, but, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll leave Marquette.
0: I, I mean, they'll get up and down, right? Both these teams play with a little bit of pace. Both these teams like to get quick shots up. Uh, Marquette, not a surprise, with the Shaka Smart team, they shoot a ton of threes. They, they've been making a lot of threes of late. This is already the second time these teams have played each other this season. Uh, it was their first Big East game uh, back in uh, the middle of December in Cincinnati. Xavier pulling off an eighty to seventy-one win in that game, and so you know, I think that we can at least look to that game as something of a script for this one, in that both teams are going to want to run. They're both going to be they're going to be comfortable enough, I think, letting the other team run. And then letting's probably the wrong word, but neither team is going to be, you know, I, I don't think upset about a game that goes up and down and lets them uh, fire up a bunch of threes. I think that both teams will be okay with that uh, sort of script with the way that Marquette's playing and the way that this could play a little bit more into their hands if it ends up going that way. I agree with you. I think I lean Marquette in this one, but. Definitely going to want to see what the actual spread is before we're before I'm making a play on it. But assuming it's somewhere in this range, as even if it flips the other way, and we're talking about Marquette minus one, which is what I, I you know, I would guess. Obviously, you know Ken Palm is taking everything into account, but mm-hmm. we do see oddsmakers want to give a little bit more credit to home teams, give a little bit more in that direction. So I would more expect this to be uh, when we're actually talking about the betting line, Marquette minus one, rather than Xavier minus one, Marquette minus one and a half. Yeah. With the way they're going and the way they they can play at home, I'm I think I'm comfortable taking that and leaning in Marquette's direction.
2: It's basically a pick pick 'em either way. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. th- that line's gonna be really small, whichever yeah. side of their own.
0: Yeah. It, it definitely is sort of like Bills and Chiefs being such a small <laughs> line, no matter what things uh no matter how things go between and now you, and you and take the home team because you know one one uh <laughs> the home court advantage, home you field take advantage the home team. It matters. You take the home team, I'm gonna take Josh Allen. That's where I'm going with this one. No, no, you know, Pat, Pat Mahomes is pretty good. Pat Mahomes is pretty good at what he does. I just I, the best. Yeah, the best. yes. <laughs> I just love love the way the Bills are going, man. Love the way that that team's going. It's going to be, I mean, what a weekend we have ahead of us. But these great college basketball games starting tonight with the Badgers and the Spartans all the way through that Chiefs-Bills-AFC heavyweight matchup winner is going to the Super Bowl. You heard it here, certainly not first, but I'll just add my voice to that chorus. A great sports weekend ahead of us and we're happy that you could kick it off with us here on best on the board because that's going to do it for this episode for cj for KC, i am mb michael beller have a great weekend good luck happy betting and we'll talk to you soon see you later